0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Small Week Fantasy. I'm uh, your host this week, Ryan Lewis, and we've got uh, other members of our podcast crew here today. Right guys here, and Shadow. Hey, how's it going, guys? Okay, good. good.
1: We're good. We're we're happy to welcome back Shadow from uh, the other world. Turns out these last five weeks, we just found out he actually. Was here. He just had his mic on mute for the whole five weeks, so that's why nobody could hear him. But yeah, you know, welcome back, Shadow.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. These technical difficulties can just just really torpedo a podcast.
2: I'm I'm sorry. Did you guys say something? I think my my headset went out. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, exactly. I
0: don't know. Is Genie here today too? Did he? Have oh yeah, I'm I'm here too. Oh, okay, good, good to see you, Shadow. All right. Okay hey um you know I noticed this week that in our matches the scoring was quite high I mean Raj took me down 200 to 136 and Mr Shadow took down genie 174 to 150 scorings up compared to, to to last year I mean I was looking at last year's season averages over the course of the season the high by Raj was 123 and the low was by, the, uh, the, by Mr. Shadow at 101. So far oh. this year, I'm, I'm leading the league on average per game, which is 180. And Genie is low at 152.
1: Even yeah, what, what's up with that, Lewis?
0: Or, <laughs> Why is that? I, th- I
3: think we're just drafting way better. We're like getting every year, just getting more and more knowledgeable. We're drafting better and better players. That's the only way that can be yeah. explained.
1: And contrary to our motto "smaller is better," in this case, bigger is better. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I I think actually it's because I tweaked some of the rules, and I think that's what made the change. And I, I'd like to discuss this as part of the small league all podcast.
1: Why would it matter in a small league versus in a large league? I thought that we're just our focus of our whole podcast was what's particular to and unique to small leagues. You think they would be able to do these these uh, tweaks to the scoring system in any size league?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know about that. You know, I'm I'm commissioner here. I you know I changed a few things, but I'm not so sure a commission in a, in a large league would be able to affect these sort of changes. I mean, they could. Yeah. Why is that? Well, I, I I think a lot of people. I, I think you know I I'm in some large leagues, and you know it was a lot of trouble making some of these changes. One of the changes we. That the commissioner wanted to make was like the points for field goals. I mean, it took a week of negotiating. You can't you can't quite do these things. And I, you know, I think there's always a risk that people are just going to drop out if you start making too many changes. I think that doesn't really happen as so much in small leagues. Well, you so know, with small, that, le- with small
2: leagues, you definitely have a tighter group, as we talked about. All four of us know each other very well, and we're sort of more willing to go with what the commissioner does, is a rotating position. And it's really up to the creativity of the commissioner, what their desires are. Our league, definitely, there is a lot more scoring. There are a lot of changes that happen in the postseason. And if you're in a small league where you have a creative commissioner, it's your responsibility to know what the rules are prior to draft day, which I think three out of the four of us probably didn't. We uh, yeah. kind of went in and used similar strategies. And then we saw the scoring afterwards. We're thinking, oh, wow, so this is uh, – this is all the things that Lewis was doing to, to tweak the league in the off season. So knowing the rules, regardless of what league you're in, is always going to be important.
1: Is it just me or does Shadow's voice sound like he just had a piece of coconut cream pie?
0: No, I think he sounds like a robot. I think that's, <laughs> uh, he went from being mute to just sounding like a robot. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I'll yeah, talk no, so the changes. You know, some of the changes I made this year compared to a standard league was for, I decided there's gonna be no PPR, no points per reception. Um, I actually created points for first downs. Uh, rushing first down being actually one point and uh, uh, passing first down being half a point and receiving first down half a point. I figured that would sort of be more relevant to the real game of football as opposed to PPR. Do, would you agree? No, I rather like PPR. Well, what what
1: I thought is the PPR. That's I think that's the more popular of the two, right? Non PPR versus PPR mostly. Yeah. And I just always felt that you know it just it rewarded receivers. So even though if they got say one yard or even half a yard, it's still a reception. It's still, it still takes skill on their part. They should be rewarded for that.
0: It skill, but it has nothing to do with the game. You could you could throw it at one of these screen passes to the sideline. Receiver could gain half a yard and they get a full point for that.
1: Right. Well, the so point much is rushing that for 10 yards. So in real life in a real football game of course has no bearing on the game, but in our in a fantasy league it does because you're not rooting for the team as a whole, you're you're rooting for your player to to perform.
0: I suppose I don't know, I just came to a different conclusion. I tried to emulate a real football game a little bit better. Although obviously it's not really an exact parallel. Why is it a good thing when when
1: I'm commissioner and else the commissioner we can reinstitute those those old rules? Yeah, it's
0: true. It's true. The other thing I did—that's a good point. The, the other thing I did was I actually um, gave a quarter point per completion, and so mm-hmm. similar I guess in some ways that's the quarterback analog for a PPR for you get you get scoring for actually completing a pass, even if the pass was backwards, <laughs> mm-hmm. I suppose. So there is some. Hypocrisy, my part here. But um, so I thought you'd be, who, who do you think this really helped mo- most? Not having a PPR, going for first downs for points, rushing points, especially one point for a rushing first down.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the big change is you went, you did two things. You went from a PPR, right? So we eliminated PPR, which gave uh, more of a weight to your wide receivers and receiving running backs and by limiting that and giving and also allowing points for first downs you're basically juicing you're giving more points making the running backs more important and also the quarterbacks much important so as we're seeing higher scoring in the quarterbacks we're also seeing a jump in scoring and a lot of the running backs and therefore the shift in importance of those players in those positions has resulted in just a change in the balance of power. I don't know if it necessarily emulates the game. It, it Maybe it does. I mean, the quarterback is clearly the single most important position on the field. And, uh, you know, are you emulating that? Yeah. But also, it really, it really makes your decision who you draft, who you start, and who you draft subsequently and who you go after off waivers even more important that you have the right quarterback and the right running backs. And then receivers, tight ends, maybe not as important as they were in our previous year when I was commissioner. Hmm.
1: <laughs> so what I think would be interesting to see is if we actually took let's say like for this last week, turned the points into the previous scoring system, or turned you know the the totals and see if it would end up the same meaning that if all the performances that our players did we use last year or the year before, scoring system and see the results about same so The point would certainly be different, but in terms of like who would have won the game or lost the game, you mentioned to see that. And if it ended up the same, it's like, well, it doesn't matter what kind of system you you institute. End of the day, it's going to be the same, right? Yeah, I don't that's know if it would be or not. I, I think but it's we'll going to be the that. same.
0: You know, I did a little research about this um, to, to see whether Mr. Shadow's supposition was correct. There is a mild increase in running back when you shift from EPR to first down uh, points for running backs, but not as much as you might imagine. This year, the top four running backs in in per game, Josh Jacobs at number one. Hey, that's my guy. With 26 uh, points average per game, and then Nick Chubb at 24. Uh, Austin Eckler at 22, and then Saquon Barkley at 21. You've got Derrick Henry at 21 at number five. And then after that, there's a bunch of like, you know, 16 through 18s among Brees Hall, um, you know, McCaffrey, uh, Ramonja Stevenson, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, you know, Dane Pierce, those sort of guys. Um, They all, and a number of others in that sort of high teens range. Last year at this, you know, the average number of points per game were slightly lower than what we have up to this point. We got to a format, you know, half point PPR um, with Derek Henry at 24 points, uh, Jonathan Taylor at 22, Austin Eckler at 22, Leonard Fournette with number four at number 18. So it's a slight increase compared to last year. But the large, the large difference, though, is actually in the quarterback situation. This year, the top four, Josh Allen at 47 points per game, uh, Patrick Mahomes at 40, um, Jalen Hurts at 39, and Joe Burrow at 38, followed by Lamar Jackson at 35, uh, Kyler Murray at 33, and Justin Herbert at 31. A yeah. bunch at, from 29s, you know, among Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones compared to last year, right? So the quarterbacks from last year, the top ones were Josh Allen at 24, which is 23 points less than he is this year with these new tweaks that I made. Um, Justin Herbert at 22, which is clearly less than what um, the number two quarterback currently this year, Patrick Mahomes at 40, and uh, 18 points higher this year. Got Brady at 22. And Mahomes at twenty one again, somewhere between nearly tw- fifteen to twenty points less last year than it is currently this year. So the large change has actually been quarterbacks. I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, completions, adding an extra six or seven points plus, you know, these first downs. So uh, let me let me get this straight. So you're saying
3: your tweaks have resulted in these quarterbacks doubling their performances? They're just playing two times as good as last year now.
0: I don't know twice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just twice as good. You know, they have twice one year more experience and twice as good as one guy. You know, you, you change the rules of the game, they just end up being, yeah. Yeah, no, but th- clearly it's been up. And I think, you know, before they weren't getting points for throwing first downs and they weren't getting points for completions. And when you add those up, that adds to another 15 points at least per, per game for the top end quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. I think that's where a large amount of our scoring goes we'll talk about this in another future podcast, but I also tweaked the defense and a lot of the increase in scoring for this year's small league has been from the defense rise in points as well. Yeah. Do you guys like it? Do you like guys like having a, more points per, I, per match? I like, I like uh, the <laughs> idea. I like the idea that you're
3: making it more, you know, realistic. Like, you know, the points reflect on how good of a game that player had
1: that. I like that effort. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bigger is better now, huh?
0: Yeah. What, what do you think, so, uh, Raj? I mean, you were, you've always been a proponent of having quarterbacks score more, although you've been in the past, you've tried to do it by having every touchdown be six points instead of four.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like Cameron Moore. I think what he did was essentially. Um, Infuse our league with Virtual Viagra, which, you know, always a good thing, right? But I I like that more. I mean, it just looks better when you have 200 points versus giving me like 80 points, right? And so you compare the number of points this year versus last year. You know, last year for the exact same game, maybe I get 120 points. This year I'm getting 200 points. It just makes everything look enhanced,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: which is uh, never a bad thing.
0: I guess that's more satisfying, huh?
2: Oh, Absolutely. (gasps)
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, don't
2: I don't know. For me, it's all an illusion. I mean, you know, if my <laughs> points are up, but relatively everyone else's points are up, and I still have to outcompete everyone, so I don't know. It's all the same to me. I don't really see it as being better or worse. It just means I have to make an adjustment in in how I prioritize certain positions. I,
0: honestly, for me, I kind of like having these uh, more points, uh, Mister Shadow. It, it just, it just, I don't know. It just, it, it feels better. It's sort of like you're right i mean the reality is that if inflation goes up you know your your money has less purchasing power but it still feels better to say hey i just made you know, a, a million, million dollars. dollars instead of saying i made like you know 500 billion it just feels it just, just emotionally feels better yeah So I'm actually kind of happy about this sort of. And the other thing I think that um, this inadvertently did that I didn't really quite realize at the time was it does put more emphasis on the quarterback. And as I think someone mentioned earlier, you know, the quarterback is the most important position. And so it does enhance the importance of the quarterback position. And as we'll talk about later, the defense I tweaked as well. Our defensive points have gone up quite a bit as well. And you know, defense is half the game. So
3: when you when you read off that list of quarterbacks in terms of points, I think my second, my bench quarterback has is probably the highest on that list compared to everyone else's bench quarter quarterback. So I think when I'm the commissioner, I'm gonna do a two quarterback league.
1: I like that. And we'll okay. still get good curve because there'll only be eight quarterbacks. No, just be a
3: two-position. It'll just be a two-position league with just two quarterbacks. I see. I see. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: that, that, like that that, that'll simplify the game. <laughs> but it's
3: going to be fifty points per touchdown, though. I,
0: I was a little concerned at first, you know, when because this week <laughs> my my uh, quarterback Josh Allen was on a bye, and I had to dip down into a replacement quarterback. You know, in a small league, one of the advantages, of course, is that you only really, you know, need to go down to the number eight quarterback. So I was looking, well, what, how many points is the number eight quarterback scoring on average? About 30 points, which is a drop from Josh Allen, who's been scoring 47 points. But still, it's 30 points. It doesn't drop off a cliff. You, there were a number of quarterbacks that scored about 30 points per game. And I picked up Geno Smith and played him, and he scored about 30 for me. So that's right around the average. <laughs> So I did suffer a loss because I had to go to the waiver wire, the free agent market, to find a quarterback. Um, but it w- it wasn't like the very top echelon of quarterbacks monopolized all the points among quarterbacks. You still had these, in our league, what would be considered QB2s, were scoring pretty well. So anyways, now that uh, Mr. Rip decided to wake up, I'd like to conclude this episode of the small league fantasy football podcast. Thanks for your thoughts, guys. And just remember. Small is is better. All right. Good luck this week.